He's really going for the MCU intro. No, I can't. It's gonna fail. Okay, never mind then. We're still putting that in the episode though. It's an appropriate opener. Yeah, you could. It is. You want to try it one more time? It is. It is. Mamilika, you either do that one or you do the page flipping one. <laughs> Page flipping one. It sounded like a grasshopper. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that is not what pages sound like. <laughs> Wait. There, oh, wow. There. He has props. Uh, all there. right. Okay. There, there. For all you who can't see it, Anjo is using his BTS notebook. <clears throat> it's not mine. It's my wife's. <laughs> I'm on sure. her workspace. Whatever. <laughs> He's using his BTS notebook to give you the page flipping sound. So not judging. I would be the so last what? person to I judge. I am not judging. I'm just sharing it with our audience. Yes. So what? So what? It's BTS. It's the hardest thing right now. I'm proud of you, TBH. Mm-hmm. You be you, Anjo. You be you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No judgment right there. Hello. Okay. Hello. You, you want to do your big orchestra intro again? No, I think it's going to fail. Bum, 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 bum. God damn it, he tried it anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Sobo Tours. I'm Anjo. I'm MJ. I'm Misha. Yay. Woo! No hiccups back then. Huh? Well coordinated. Yes. <laughs> For a change. I, yes, <laughs> you know, that's that's an achievement. <laughs> we're professionals. Super but, you know, professionals. And anyway, if we're not happy with the way things are, we can always, you know, put up a gigantic dome. And rewrite history, or so they say. Or, you know, if a dome doesn't work, we can make it a hexagon. (laughs) Okay, so for, for all those listening out there, for all the listeners... I guess you guys pretty much know that we're going to be talking about the MCU's or Marvel Studios' first foray into a TV show called WandaVision. It just finished um, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, what are your thoughts, guys? Well, to be fair, it's not really their first attempt. It's more like the first attempt where they're actually the ones making it. Because Netflix had like 13 whole seasons of different shows set in the MCU that they just can't really acknowledge at this point. But I really hope those characters come back at some at some stage. Mm-hmm. Yes, Netflix, not the ABC production. To be fair, ABC also produced those for Netflix. Ah, what? So Disney far. Disney owned ABC. They still do. Disney that's, owns everything. Yeah, that's true. Disney is the media mogul. Yeah. Well, but it may not be a film per se. We usually talk about films, but it still fits somewhere between the MCU cinematic universe. So mm-hmm. I guess we can still count it in as something that's part of a big picture that the Marvel people are planning for all of us. So you, we can still uh, consider it as one of their cinematic um, things. Out- absolutely. Because like, also because this is the first time that we're seeing a Marvel TV show where 
the superheroes from the movies actually appear. Because like on TV shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, we only had little side characters like Nick Fury or Maria Hill show up. Here, we have two full-blown superheroes in the form of Paul Bettany's vision. And of course, the big real star of the show, uh, Wanda Maximoff, played by Elizabeth Olsen. I love her so much. She's amazing. And, and they're I not have side, a huge crush on her now. They're it's, not side characters. It's it's inevitable. You're just like you really have to crush on her because she's so adorable. Just now? And her face crunching. I she's know. So cute. You see that meme <laughs> so with her scrunching her nose? It's so adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm glad yeah. because they really did not get much character development in the Avengers movies, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, in the. But, like what you said earlier, the Elizabeth Olsen and the Vision, or sorry, um, Wanda Maximoff and the Vision were kind of side characters in the Avengers movies or the MCU movies per se. But here, it's the spotlight's totally on them, and mostly it's on Wanda. And it's I think, a beautiful story to tell. Really. Yes, Absolutely. I think as far as everything is concerned, I think this whole series was more of a character study for the for for Wanda Maximoff herself. Mm-hmm. And going into it, there was a lot of questions of what kind of story the show would be telling because, you know, there were a couple of things that happened um, over the last couple of years leading up to this point. Like, for example, Vision died in Infinity War. And yet, there he is in the lead of a TV show. I can do spoilers for a three-year-old movie. (laughs) (laughs) I I can do spoilers for a three-year-old movie. If we're talking about WandaVision anyway, we're pretty sure that you should be pretty sure. If you're listening to this, you should Mm -hmm. know the events prior to this if you're interested in listening to this. What's the snap? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no, No. (laughs) I mean, seriously, it's me. You expect me not to know these things? Sometimes, maybe. I don't don't (laughs) don't know. (laughs) I've honestly lost count of the the times I've seen Endgame. Uh, okay. Okay, so maybe we can start by going to the beginning. Like, it was very polarizing for a lot of people that it just started off as a 20… Am I correct? 20s sitcom? 50s. 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 50s? 50s. Sorry, 50s. 50s. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. not very good at <laughs> timelines. Okay, it started off it's as a 50s good. sitcom, which confused a lot of people. Like, why is it black and white? Why are they mm-hmm. talking funny? Why are they wearing those things? Why are they yeah, in the suburbs? Um, Why is Vision alive? Yeah, the, it's it's the, it's one of those things that I guess as a fan I, I'd appreciate because you know the the show or the showrunners and the director was they weren't afraid or Marvel they weren't afraid to experiment you know they weren't afraid of not spoon feeding their audience this time around. Well, yeah. to be fair, I think Disney has all the money in the world at this point, so they can pretty much do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that the. The, the producer, Kevin Feige, of the overall MCU has essentially won our trust over like, what, is it 23 movies at this point of interlocking storylines of, you know, characters growing, changing, dying in some cases. So um, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt when this thing started like in mm-hmm. black and white. Yep. And I- it's what turned some people off, to be honest. Yes, they're but lost. It's, but it… It's what hooked me in. It got me interested. Like, why is it like this? Why is yep, well, what's exactly. happening in this universe? And these are the perfect characters to be experimenting with that mm-hmm. kind of yes, you know, TV sitcom mindfuck mm-hmm. kind of thing. Absolutely. Because you I, you can't imagine it with any other characters because you do know the powers of Wanda. Maybe Doctor Strange, but he's a different kind of… He's got a different vibe. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. picture yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch no, but- in a 50s sitcom. I could! 
would. Of course you would. Again, priorities. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I totally could. I can imagine him doing anything. Fine. I love Benedict Cabbage Patch. But I, I think Be- something Benedict that Cucumber? I really something I really appreciated a lot was so much effort was put into recreating the specific time period. Because if you guys have seen the show, you know that for the first few episodes, each episode would take place in a different era. And the the production design would reflect the sitcoms of that era. And mm-hmm. they put a lot of effort into recreating mm-hmm. the look and feel do, of these old shows. Do, do, do you know how far they went? You know, the, how far how far they went just to go through the lengths of um, maintaining authenticity of the eras of these sitcoms was that they actually hired dialect coaches to help the performers with their accents and their dialects and with how the diction of how how nice. these actors performed in those given eras of um, TV, like uh, for the fifties, and uh, if you notice, like how they would talk and the language they would use, um, oh, darling, in the, in, in the first Where's dinner, four first four <laughs> episodes, mm-hmm. it, yep. it, it, it would first fit. three, or yeah, yeah, first three. three. First three, first three episodes. And uh, speaking of the length that they went to, I, I've, uh, since the first one takes place in the 50s and it owes a lot to shows like, you know, like, like, like Bewitched and um, um, the Dick, the Dick Van, Van, Dyke Van Dyke show, they actually talked to Dick Van Dyke to get his input on, you know, what was it like making the show? What were you guys thinking? You were coming up cool. with the stories. And something he told them was, something he told them was, you can only do things that you would imagine happening in real life. Once you have that framework, that's where you can put the gags in. Everything else will follow. You can be as ridiculous as you want as long as the plot is something that could happen in real life. Oh, that's a good tip. That's an interesting input. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I also love how even if it's um, it's not your typical Marvel cinematography <clears throat> script editing mm-hmm. for the first three episodes, you know that there is still something underlying there. It's, it didn't totally break away from the style because you know it's in a different presentation, but you know something's going on underneath. They have these little snippets in the episodes where, oh, it's going back to like the mysterious Wanda we know or like it's going to go back to their powers or whatnot. So it keeps you hooked because they give you these little teasers on how things are in reality. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I like the fact that as you go along with the series, once, once they start revealing what's happening in the real world, um, they actually play around with the aspect ratio of the imagery. Oh yeah, right. they did. So that was re- really fantastic. That was fantastic because if you, if you look at how, how it was shot, everything was shot, it looked like they were really shooting from the 50s or the 60s or the given, <laughs> the given era of the sitcom. And then and if, if it flips to the quote-unquote real world, then the aspect ratio changes everything, the textures, the textures, the colors, the, everything changes. So I, I like that that little little detail that, that the producers ran with. So mm-hmm. it, it just gave so much character to, to the series itself, you know? It, mm-hmm. it, I think also um, something that was really cool about it was that um, something that MJ said just now was how we just accept that uh, because these are characters that we're more or less familiar with at this point, we are more willing to accept them in this strange new context. And that's something I think that owes to the fact that you think about it, we've been seeing the Avengers like for what, 10 years now? More mm-hmm. than 10 years? Yep. And, you know, um, it's interesting to see them presented in different ways, especially in one as messed up as this. 
Because, <laughs> I um, know, right? Because it's, it was, it's, it's so messed up. It starts it, off all light and funny, but I yes, know. it is messed There's up. There's just so much depth to it, to it, especially to the character of Wanda Maximoff. And you realize that there's so much trauma that the character has experienced, with, which, which was perfect. We'll get to that later. But, you mm-hmm. know, like it really paints a picture of what the character's been through. Um, it sets the tone for her, her mindset or, you know, it's obviously going to be a setup for something um, mm-hmm. something that they're planning for in, in the next Doctor Strange movie. Absolutely. Uh, but, um, but yeah, but, you know, it, it, it gives you, it gives the audience an idea of what it's like being in the headspace of Wanda Maximoff, which is and fantastic. At, mm-hmm. okay, at, when the show starts, okay, so we're in a 50 sitcom. They're a nice, happily married couple. They're introduced in one of those old-timey jingle-like intros <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about the plot. And, you know, they're just going about their everyday lives. They're like a regular suburban couple who just happen to have superpowers. And they don't even question it when it starts. And as we go along, the first three episodes, we start in the 50s with shows like, you know, Bewitched, I Love Lucy, that kind of thing. It moves on later on to uh, the Brady Bunch. And the the clothes, the hairstyling, the, the dialogue, everything changes to match the time period. And while you're watching it, you have no idea what the context is. You have no idea why this is happening. And I enjoyed it. Um, there are people who complained about the quote-unquote slow burn. But you know what? Sorry, slow the, burn? Uh, yeah, there, that's… What? I, I, saw, I saw a lot of people complaining. They're I'm like, so s- I had trouble fair, with yeah, the slow burn, but I'm glad I stuck with it. I'm like, there were oh my lot. god! To be fair, there were slow a lot. burn. Yes, those, those three episodes were so light and so easy to watch. Like all the all the traumatic things, all the problematic things start happening in the fourth or fifth episode. You know, like, and also, know. you know, guys, are you are we really just not watched to use? Are we just really not used to watching shows on a weekly basis anymore? Uh, everybody's used to binging know. now, I, I guess. But I appreciate it. No, that. but I, I saw I saw somebody write a think piece. That's I, I don't remember think uh, piece. A think piece, right? <laughs> and they Ooh, said like intellectual. It's not the show's fault. People have just forgotten how to watch TV. I don't think that's it because I saw another one that said that um, for some for some series you come to expect it, like like Star Wars, right? You're People had to wait like two whole years to find out whether or not Vader was telling the truth after the end of The Empire Strikes Back. They had to wait two years to find out the resolution. So when The Mandalorian started happening every week, nobody questioned that you'd have to wait to get your answers. Mm, That's true. Whereas with Marvel, you know, we got used to it like every two, three months, there'd be another one. The longest wait we had was one year between Infinity War and Endgame. But now… I saw an article uh, the other day, like two days ago. It has literally been 616 days since the last Marvel movie. Oh, wow. Specific. I think it. it's because of the pandemic. You know, it was because of the pandemic. <laughs> so, yeah. People are starved for entertainment. And I guess they're not used to having to wait for anything anymore. Because everything's now on demand. Everything's streaming and all Instant that. Instant gratification. I yeah. guess. Maybe. But I enjoyed the… Ugh, I don't want to say slow burn because it really wasn't a slow burn. Guys. It really wasn't a slow, slow burn for me either. Yeah. Well, for I me think, personally, I no. was hooked from just then impatient. on. Yeah, I, I would, mean like… I, 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 I honestly don't understand people who, who can't stand… Who couldn't stand getting through the first episode and dropping the series instantly. You, you didn't even give it a chance. There were so many of those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, there a are lot. lots of shows that are way slower. Mm-hmm. And, and this wasn't even slow. 
this was this this was very different. I guess they were just like probably a little yes. quote unquote culture shocked by how it's not your usual Marvel Marvel but, movie. Yeah, but honestly, that's so. what that's what hooked me because it was Agreed. so different. Yeah, and it was light. It was funny. It was they were charming. So charming. They are yeah. also. They're dropping jokes and like being all smiley as opposed to their <laughs> usual uh, yeah, but states. It, it my was mom very was so refreshing. happy. She's like, "Oh, this is my childhood." Oh, <laughs> no, but it was. I, I liked how how each of the earlier episodes reflected the time the time year. Uh, I mean, the, the era of television mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was pretty much an homage to the industry. Yeah, in itself, yeah. that's what I appreciated. Um, it, among, it became, among other things. And it became fun trying to guess what shows they'd homage the next week. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and that between that and trying to figure out what the hell was going on, you know, it was a great, and this is an old expression, it was a great water cooler show. Mm-hmm. One of those shows you just talk about the next day with your friends. Or in this case, you know, even while it's happening, you're watching it, you're going on social media yeah. trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. And that that is something that people thought would die after Game of Thrones. No. Nope. But, you know… The Mandalorian has showed that people are still willing to invest their time and emotion. You know, if there's a good story to be told, if there's a good story happening in front of them, and I think that's what happened here. It's just that a lot of people wanted it to happen faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I what I liked about this, Mar- among many other things that I liked the most about this this Mar- this output from Mar- the Marvel studio, um, the MCU uh, from the MCU, is that you know they, they, this was something that required more thinking and more guesswork than their usual movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the fact that every week we had something to dis- dis- to talk about, to discuss, or to theorize. Yes. Because it's, it's very… I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I mean, because it, it's never… I mean, we always do talk about things waiting between one Marvel movie to the next. But, you know, to do it on a weekly basis and on this, you know, like, to, 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 to some extent, a bigger scale because, you know, it's clearly setting something up. Uh, it, it was really fun, like especially when I would talk to friends about it. We uh, we would be, me- I mean, I would be messaging with friends, like different people, uh, messaging like, "Oh, did you catch the latest episode? Watch it now, so we can talk about it." Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think happened to blah 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 when this happened, or what do you think is going on when as this is happening, right? So th- mm-hmm. that's something that uh, you know, like, and I, I like the fact that it was something that wasn't afraid to experiment. Absolutely, it was just it was so, it was different. Mm-hmm. Good different in my opinion. Yes. Absolutely good different. And I think also that addresses a lot of the criticism of some people who thinks that one Marvel movie looks exactly the same as the next Marvel movie. In this eh, case, bro. they were trying something different. And to their credit, I honestly think they pulled it off. Yes, but we, we, we'll get to that later on. So the first three episodes take place in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. Let's get to episode four. What did you guys think when we finally got a bigger understanding of what was going on? Darcy's back! (laughs) I love Darcy. (laughs) Oh, you mean the the blip? Besides that, I mean, it's it's a great good… It's a great full… Big pic… It's like a zooming out of what's Mm -hmm. happening. Like basically whatever was happening was… Zoomed into Wanda's head or whatever reality she was creating, mm-hmm. but then yep. you see the consequences of it in real life. That oh, this is this is strange. For this town, does this egg town exist or does it not? You know that kind of mind fuck thing, mm-hmm. and yeah. it just grounds everything. Yes, yeah. 
I, I think the, the timing of that episode was perfect. Like, you know, you release it after three episodes and then each ep- each in, in each and every episode, there would be clues that would be dropped about what's going on or what could be happening. So at the end of the third episode, you're like, what is happening? Um, we've had so much clues, but we couldn't really, you know, tie it together. Exactly. And then you see episode four, it's like, oh my God, now, it's I'm, like- now I'm stuck. I have to find out what's happening <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yep. So like episode three was, I think it was the 80s one. And you're expecting the 90s to show up next, but instead they take us out into the real world where we reunite with a couple of fun side characters Yay! who already appeared previously in the MCU in the form of um, Randall Park's um, Agent Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man Woo! and, um, <laughs> and oh Kat Dennings gosh. as Darcy from Thor and Thor uh, for the Dark World. Except now she's a doctor and she's an astrophysicist. It seems she's no longer yeah. a political science major. But I love, I love, I love the fact. I love, I love Darcy. The minute she said "meh meh," <laughs> the minute she <laughs> referred to Mjolnir as "meh meh," I love Cat Dennings. Even if she's oh, always she only no just wrong. playing Cat Dennings. Well, that is true. Just because Cat Dennings is so charming that she can play Cat Dennings and get away with it all the time. She's my yeah. favorite broke girl. Well, well, there yeah. are only two of them, so… Yeah, the other one's kind of a… Yeah, she's just there. <laughs> great legs, though. Yeah, sure. Yes, yes. Beth, yes, Beth Burst. Beth Burst has her great legs. I agree. Okay, going back to the characters um, that we've seen previously, we also kind of see a new one. Not really new one, but you see her all grown up. Monica mm-hmm. Rambo. Oh, you've right. seen as a oh little my God. girl I am so st- in, in Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. She's all grown up now. She's also a pilot. She's all uh-huh. she's achieving. She's a her secret own agent type. Yep. I, I'm so crushing on Tiona Paris. I, I even like I the her. way that they introduced her um, coming back. Because like you remember the beginning of um, Spider-Man: Far From Home, where they they showed everybody coming back in the blip. They showed yeah. it was basically a gag how everybody came back to life. After Thanos snapped everybody away. Oh yeah. But and here we see was more- the sheer fucking body horror of it all. Of yeah. everybody coming back at the same time. And you know realizing time has passed. Relatives have died. People have moved on. Can, can you… I mean can you imagine what it would be like to be gone for five years. And then you come back and you have no idea what's happening. No, Especially, uh-huh. especially for the, the character of um, Monica Rambeau. Where she finds out that her mom had just passed away. But in her head… She was her, waiting for her mom to recover from a round from a round of chemo. That's right. That was that was awful. That was, that the, was sad. That I was think that's so a awful. tough pill to swallow. Like when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god!" And and mm-hmm. you know that scene where it was just all so chaotic and yes. in the hospital, she didn't know what was happening, and to find out at that moment that her mom's been has been dead. It's like what mm-hmm. must have been such a terrible ex- traumatic experience for her too. But for sure. Think, but can you imagine like what what, what would be the actual implications of the snap, okay? Like after the snap, between the snap and the blip, there's like five years. You don't know these people are coming back to life. You think everyone's <laughs> dead. Exactly. It's it's funny how like these are such big events, but we call them the snap and the blip. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're just like so heavy. That is people, true. People turn people into died. ash. They fucking but died. We call it the snap <laughs> and the blip. Anyway, that is true. It was it's inevitable. <laughs> but like seriously, imagine imagine like you you you, you uh, people who lost their spouse or whatever, they probably moved on. They have time to get remarried or whatever in 5 years. Uh-huh. What do you do when the other guy comes back? 
how do you divide the property? Why am I concerned about the legal ramifications? But you know, <laughs> I'm serious. Well, like, what you're, do you you're do? Being, you're, you're being practical. You're being realistic <laughs> about true. it. So That's true. That's true though. There are, I mean, lot, like, there are going to be like legal problems with this. Yeah, like what, what, what happens to the insurance then? Like, do you give what back about, the insurance policy <laughs> if you die? Right? What yeah, about the people practical. who were like flying airplanes at the time? Do they oh, reappear sure, yeah, like for, up in the yeah, sky? I thought about that. Because the planes crashed five years ago. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, but I thought about that. Like, if a guy, if a pilot blips out, and then he's he has a seven, he's he has a seven, he's a pilot of a seven four seven vessel. Then that entire thing's going down. That is true. Oh. Like so at those, the end of those, Infinity those, War, planes were exactly. crashing, helicopters yep. were exploding. Oh, oh shit! Right? So what if like a pilot disappeared in the snap, and then the plane crashes? Do yeah. the people that die in the crash come back after the snap? Because they technically didn't. Die from the snap. No, they don't. No, they <laughs> stay dead. That's why Loki is still dead. That's why they had to cheat and give us yeah. an alternate Loki. That's yeah. why not that's why the Black Widow is still dead. Oh, too soon. It's it's yeah. it's always it's, gonna be too soon for too Black soon. Widow. Yeah. <laughs> My God, so sad. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, something that was cool about seeing Agent Wu and Darcy again was seeing how their characters grew. Like, you know, Darcy, she obviously changed her major from political science to astrophysics, but I guess meeting a Norse god will do that to you. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, also, Jimmy like Wu, that- he now, you know, he knows the finer points of the card tricks that Ant-Man was doing back in the day. Flourish. Flourish. <laughs> I love and that. And I like that how these two, much like Wanda and Vision, they're able to have more character development in the space of a few episodes than mm-hmm. we ever saw them in their own movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. These are where the side characters actually shine. True. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we just, and these are just also such lovable actors, at least for Kat Dennings and Randall Park. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. seeing them in general is just such a delight. Yes. I, I, I saw some people petitioning, like, give these two their own show, make it like an yes. X Files kind of thing where they go yes. around the world. Yeah, I saw that. Investigating yeah. weird things in the MCU. I would be, I would be so I'm game down. for that. I would be so <laughs> game for that. I would definitely watch that. I would. I would too. I, I like the banter that they had. I I, I, spe- I love the chemistry that Kat Dennings and Randall Park had. Like especially the banter that they would have over over the course of uh, episodes. What three to three to what six? They were mostly it was like together. Four onwards, but four eh. four onwards. Good stuff though. Mm-hmm. And then something that I, I I appreciated was that even they were able to watch what was going on inside Wanda's little bubble. I know. Um, in, in the form of a TV broadcast. So essentially, like they were us. They were they became viewers of WandaVision, the same as us. And even they wanted to know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. Like even Darcy was so invested in what was going on. <laughs> like as a viewer, she was so cute. Right? Didn't, didn't, didn't Darcy explain like um how they're able to get the, that kind of reception from them? Was that because the the hex that Wanda created gave off these like Certain, I forget what they call it, but it's actually true. It's the kind of energy or radiation that came off of during the Big Bang. That's why they were able to broadcast it in those old TV sets. I have no idea why that would be picked up by a TV, but you know, I'm not complaining. Yeah, so. no complaints at all. <laughs> it's it's MCU None science whatsoever. Guys. Mm-hmm. It's Darcy too. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Okay. So by this point of the show, we're kind of aware that 
Um, something's going on. We kind of get the idea that Wanda is more or less in control of everything that's happening inside the town, but we don't know why. We don't know what's going on. Uh, We don't know if somebody is controlling her. We don't know if she's being forced to do this. We don't know if she did this on purpose. And is there a bigger bad guy working behind the scenes? Hmm, maybe. Hmm. (laughs) Which leads me to probably the, the breakout you know, the, the breakout performer of this series, uh, Catherine Hahn. I love Catherine Hahn. She was the breakout character. She was the Rick. best on Parks and Rec. She and was also one of the best things awesome about this here. series. And she starts off as, you know, your usual nosy little neighbor. You know, chismosa. What's That's the hot true. gossip in the town? I'm going to be Sit- your best friend. You just moved in. Let me help you. Super new. Do you need some sugar? I swear, sitcom people <laughs> don't lock their doors so their neighbors can always come in. Oh, no, they knock once. Once they make the introduction, <laughs> then they they're perfectly come comfortable they just coming barge in. barge in, like, without yeah. even asking. And then the audience like, goes, Is this a good time? <laughs> oh, did you know that they were filming some of that, um, some of the sequences, um, but most likely the first couple of episodes of yeah, they did. in front of a live live studio audience. I saw really? that because they they yeah. wanted to get the reactions. Yeah, yeah. This is then they started using the canned laughter as they moved towards That's the nineties. So cute. Oh god, That's canned so laughter. Cute. You know what's creepy about canned laughter? Most of it was recorded in the thirties and forties, so most of those people are dead. No, all Ooh. of those people are dead. That's freaky. Oh, you just burst my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's creepy. That's yeah, fucking kind creepy. Of is. <laughs> kind of yeah. is. So yeah, but going back yes, to Catherine going back Han to as um, their neighbor. Agnes. Agnes. Uh, she was great. No matter what, from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, she was the perfect nosy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even when I, everything was going crazy and all that, she always had a, a an appropriate reaction. She was pretty like funny. Drinking while babysitting the babies. Who yep. wouldn't? I, I, I like that. <laughs> True. I can say this from experience. Hope your mother doesn't hear that. <laughs> um, uh, no, I was kidding. I was totally kidding. <laughs> but yes, Catherine Han is amazing, honestly. And um, it just adds another notch on Marvel's belt. As far as casting goes, I honestly don't think they've screwed up nope. in a big way no. quite yet. Nope. Yeah. But Andrew has a thought. No, apparently, um, one of the characters they cast for this upset a lot of people because of the Ooh. casting. Oh, God. Well, we're already on uh, episode 5 and 6. Go for it. Wait, who Okay, in, in episode 5 or 6, they ca- was it episode 5 when they actually revealed Pietro to be yes, recast. All right. As the Fox <laughs> to be recast. So and originally, love- sorry, oh. originally we they cast um what's kick ass. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron right. Taylor Johnson to play Pietro in Avengers Age of Ultron. hmm Made his first appearance at the end of what? Um was it uh five or six, probably? I don't five, know. He no, made yeah. his first appearance in none of these episodes. Civil War. Uh-huh. Civil War. No, it yeah, was. He, he made his first appearance at the. No, oh, sorry. you're talking about Aaron Taylor. I thought he yeah, did Aaron, say Aaron Taylor this, Johnson. No, no, yes. no. I, I thought like so the, in, which episode in WandaVision. Uh, no, no. So, and then in WandaVision, the, the Wait, Pietro. Wait, finish your thought. They, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, going back, going back. Okay, they cast. Uh, they cast Aaron Taylor Johnson as the original Pietro in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for episode five of of WandaVision, they had this 
last minute reveal in episode 5 that Pietro was recast as Evan Peters. Evan Peters, as we all know, was cast as the Pietro or Quicksilver of the Fox X-Men movies. Which is like a whole nother universe. So A whole nother uh, universe, whole other age group of Pietro as a character in the whole yeah, grand yeah. scheme of things. And I love how Darcy was so meta about this. <laughs> While yeah, watching like, the show, she was literally, they recast did- Pietro? Yes, they yep. did. Like, they what? literally did. Okay. She was so okay. meta. I'm pretty sure we're all fans of Marvel now. Like, What was your initial reaction when you, when you saw that face? Damn it! <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson was hotter. Priorities. <laughs> I could oh not God. take Aaron Taylor Johnson seriously with his Pietro hair and his Sokovian accent. I'm sorry. And his know. buff I mean, like, bods. No, but it then, was just weird. Because, you know, why? Uh, at what point did superhero attire just become Under Armour? Well, well, you know, they didn't have superhero attire at that time, remember? Fine, fine. But I, for me, it was also weird because like basically the same year as Age of Ultron, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen, they were not siblings. They were man they were, and wife in Godzilla. Yes, that was and weird. That was just ah. weird. That was so that was, weird. That, that was weird. Weren't Fucking you like weird. brother? Weren't, weren't you twins in, in the movie? Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, no, that's but, yeah, another when, kind of movie. But yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I'm not watching that. I, that's I not a movie. That. That's a website. But what? Uh, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? What Moving you, on. What website do you This is a family about. show. <laughs> one division, one, one division, one division. Okay, so anyway. yeah, everybody was like, they started it off like with a back shot with the guy mm-hmm. with gray hair, and you're you know it's Pietro. It's like, <gasps> but then you see the face, it's like. Holy huh? hell, you're the guy <laughs> from the other movies. No. So Which I was a perfect know. segue to Kat Dennings dropping that joke and nobody oh, else could have pulled it off but Kat Dennings as Darcy. I, sw- I swear, when I saw Evan Peters' face, my jaw dropped. I was like, what? Same here. I, I was like, what is happening? I couldn't believe that they actually did it. I was like, are they finally gonna acknowledge that those X-Men movies happened? Like, even right? if they said… Even if they said it was a different universe, I would have accepted it because at least yeah. you know enough knowledge, Nila. So yeah, they, 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 the, they played they... it so coy. They refused yeah. to commit, and we had to wait week after agonizing week to find out what was happening. Yep, yep. yep. Which added yep. to the fun, to be honest. Same here. <laughs> I just same here. Say, last bit, last thirsty comment of mine about Pietro. I don't believe, I don't believe it'll be the last. But okay. Last Thirsty comment. <laughs> I was. I literally was Darcy in the next episode when when they okay they were talking about it in the real world like oh who's this guy who's this guy it's like it's like Pietro with a different with another face. <laughs> Darcy said Darcy said it so in such a pouty way and it's like yes that is me. I am disappointed with his face as well. <laughs> Come on, Evan Peters is a great actor. I mean, I love him in American Horror Story. Yes, though. he is, but he's not Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> oh. And it's kind of funny because like Aaron Taylor Johnson and Evan Peters were actually on screen together in Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Yep. And that's the only reason that Wanda actually says the words kick-ass in dialogue. Yeah. And you know what you, you know what else is kind, kind of cool that you know they were both in kick-ass they were both they also both played comic book nerds in that in that movie. That's true. And now Pretty they nice are fun. actually well they're the same superhero but whatever. <laughs> well wasn't the character of um wasn't the character of uh 
Evan Peters, like, the one that was recast, this ass kick or something in the sequel. <laughs> so essentially, they're, they're the same character in that yeah. movie too. <laughs> that was fun. I wish they'd stopped at one though with kick ass. Yeah. But let's get back to WandaVision. All right, let's yeah. go. Okay, cool. Okay, so Pietro was recast, which took us into the next episode, which now took place in the very late 90s. I'm kind of sad that they skipped out the main bulk of the 90s, but I all was forgiven when I saw that they opened with basically the Malcolm in the Middle intro for yeah. the next episode. I remember that watching awesome. that show. Yes. And I like na tanggap na nila that Pietro is Pietro because you no, know but, they included him in the opening credits. No, but you know what 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 what's interesting about that quote unquote recast of Pietro is that it could have been another homage to how sitcoms would constantly recast a certain character, like with friends. Like they recast the sister of um wait. Oh my, who did they recast? I know, I, I'm pretty sure they recast a couple of characters. In, like um, Ross's ex-wife, Carol, they recast her. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. that's, that's, I think that's a trend that happens in sitcoms where they recast certain characters with different actors. Because they figure, you know, you're not… Well, for the longest time, because sitcoms really were just once a week and you weren't… Chances are you're never going to watch them again. Yep. So continuity wasn't as important, I guess. So you could recast yep. minor characters without people noticing. But yes. in this case, damn, that's a big character. Mm-hmm. As far as Wanda is concerned. So anybody who'd seen Age of Ultron, you know, MJ remembers what Aaron Taylor Johnson looked like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you did not see that coming now, did you? Mm. Oh God, that accent. I swear. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I just say, it's also fun how they keep calling out that Wanda's Sokovian accent keeps coming and going. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because I've been but, complaining about that for the, longest, for the longest time. time. And in an interview, Elizabeth Olsen said, no, it's because, you know, you live in America for a while. You Like any immigrant, you, you get the accent. I'm like, you were in America for like 10 minutes before you lost the accent. <laughs> but um, if you watch she has the series, powers, though, it's fine. You sure. watch this. If you watch the series, though, like the accent subtly comes back after episode seven. I think in the show they tried to make it that it comes back whenever she's upset. Yeah, I think and so. Yeah, it came maybe back. It just reverts to her natural accent when you're not trying to change it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know when you're most genuine, I guess. I, leave yeah, me, that makes leave sense. me alone. <laughs> you don't. don't you sound like Shaggy, <laughs> and not me. the Scooby Doo Shaggy. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Picture this: we were both cut me. I'm not gonna finish. Right. So. Yeah, yep, yep. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Okay, moving on. One division. One one. One division. one division. The next episode, of course, was a riff on Modern Family. That was fun. Yes, I love that with the TV, in, with the interviews and talking, like breaking the fourth wall the talk- and everything. Just like mm-hmm. Modern yes, Family. The mockumentary type thing. That. Love and that I treatment. love that the intro was basically the theme of um, The Office spliced with the opening of Happy Endings. Yes. And I was like, oh, oh, I, know. I know what they're doing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Seriously, if you play the Smart. office theme in your head while you're watching that intro, it, it, it aligns perfectly. Because like the first, the first sitcom was obviously the Dick Van Dyke show. The second one was Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Then it became the Brady Bunch. That was um, the next one was Family Ties. Family the Ties. 80s. There you right. go for the eight. Yeah. And I've then not Malcolm seen in the a Middle. Lot of these. I'm sorry. I just watched way too much TV. Or in a butan, in a butan, yeah, while they were airing on TV. I did not. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. 
<laughs> I only reached Modern Family. Eh. Sure, sure. Chaka Malcolm in the middle. Okay. So okay, this is the back. episode now um, where we reveal the big bad oh, of the show. Mm. We'll talk about the big bad, more about the big bad later. Or who the real big bad is later. Because that's apparently a debate right now. It is? Okay, mm. fine. Fine. In that case, let's go with, in this episode, they reveal the breakout character of the show. Our favorite nosy neighbor, Agnes, is actually hiding a secret. Her name was... Agatha Harkness. Damn it, I thought you were going to do the song. It was Agatha all along. There you go. That's the song. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Sure, whatever. That's the song. (laughs) Can I just say Catherine Han is shocked. Absolutely shocked that her theme song rocketed to the top of the iTunes charts. It is? It did. Wow. I actually like the song. It's a fun bop. It's a fun little bop. It is. It is. Wow, it's available on iTunes. She sang it. I did not know she that. She sang it. That's what makes it even awesomer. You know, if you're a Disney bad guy and they're all Disney bad guys now, you know you've made right. it if you're singing your own theme song. Yeah, oh, Ooh, that, that's that pretty. That's true. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Puts you mm-hmm. up there with Ursula and Scar. You're right. Yeah. So I that's just remembered when I just remembered when Catherine Hahn was on a on, on Jimmy Fallon show and she started singing a Lizzo song. That was pretty cool too. <laughs> Catherine Hahn is amazing. She can do anything. Yes, and it it, it was convincing that she was a bad. Like a bad guy. Because you're so used to seeing her in comedies and mm-hmm. being all happy and bubbly and charming. But when she went on villain mode, it was actually scary. I was oh, kind yes. of frightened by the duality of her character. It's like, oh, yeah. she's good. That's she's true. real good. With with the duality of… of okay, now that you mentioned the duality of the character of, of Agatha Harkness. Can, let's talk about what ha- what she was doing uh, in episode 8. Was it episode 8? Which one? When she starts revealing backstory, when she when yeah, where we find out what she's been, yeah, that's it. Okay, so uh, then um, we find out that she was a Salem a witch during the Salem witch trials, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she's this power hungry, this Mm -hmm. power hungry witch who was out for you know absorbing all what. What's 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 why, why is Misha laughing? Steak. No, nothing. I, yeah, I like steak. I'm that, sorry. It's it's food. Ignore yeah, hung, him. Move no, on. No, move I'm, on. Now I'm hungry. You're always hungry. <laughs> You're always hungry. Wait, now I lost. I lost my train of thought. Salem witch trials. Salem witch trials. So she was a switch. You could. You could. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I'm thinking of steak. Power hungry. <laughs> absorbing. Now I'm thinking of steak. We're helping you get back on track. She absorbs power. Right powers. idea, wrong That's stake. where you were. Oh uh, yeah, she likes. Oh uh, yeah, she likes. Um, where she just wants to gain more power by absorbing powers of other other magicians or sorceresses or witches and others. I stuff. think they were pretty much all witches. Oh yeah, I don't know what others, what other en- magical entities she's absorbed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Through the years, probably more. Oh yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's implied even that she knows the sorcerer supreme. So yeah, this could go a lot of different ways. Mm. But um, in that in that for in that episode where we find out her backstory, I think that was something that was interesting. Was that um, she was trying to pretend to be something that she was not. She was trying to tell her coven that she had no idea that she tapped into these mysterious forbidden powers. Only in the next couple of minutes to show that you know she knew exactly what she was doing when she was sucking all their powers out of their bodies, including that of her mother. 
No, but I like mm. I like that you know I, I like that performance when her face just changes from somebody who's trying or who seems like she's pleading for her life mm-hmm. to all of a sudden have this very sinister smile of like oh oh I'm caught I can't hide this anymore but I can still deal with this shit. Absolutely. The range and it it fit right in with her having pretended this entire time to be under Wanda's control because mm-hmm. she knew exactly what she was doing she was mm-hmm. acting of her own free will. And now we finally find out what she was up to. And it was a pretty cool reveal. But I think the more heavy emotional lifting of episode 8 went to Wanda. Because this is the one where (gasps) we went through all of her backstory. Even down to um, the story that Pietro Quicksilver told in Age of Ultron about he and his sister were in Sokovia with their family and you know their parents were killed by a Stark bomb and another bomb landed right next to them didn't explode and they spent the next three days wondering when Tony Stark was going to kill them and now we actually got to see it how many years later yeah such a tragic character Wanda and Elizabeth Olsen just captures that tragedy and pain perfectly it's like you feel it and you're not, you literally feel her pain and you're not even under that mind control thing that she does with the whole town, but you feel it. It's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for you. This is why you're so fucked up. I, I did not expect that this show, you know, I mean, this show wasn't even supposed to be the first uh, the first part of phase four of, of phase four of the MCU. It was they supposed, were to, be, supposed to, uh, open. Falcon and winter soldier, I think. Yes. But, um, or, or black widow, black widow was supposed to come first and then, Falcon and then Falcon. Winter soldier. Right. But this one came out first because of COVID and everything. And you know, you're not, it's not just another superhero show. The sitcom format threw a lot of people yeah. off, but by the time you get to episode oh eight, God, you realize this whole thing is a treatise on dealing with grief. And it's the worst, absolute worst possible version of that um, in the superhero context because as far as Wanda's concerned, the people that she loved most in the world, Pietro and Vision, only died very recently as far as she's concerned. She was gone for five years. She hasn't had time to process Vision dying at the hands of Thanos in Infinity War. And the fact that we actually are invested in the emotional state of superheroes just tells you how well this series was put together. It's mm-hmm. it's just I, I so mean, heartbreaking. You just it was it and was, I think it was such a great character study for for Wanda. You know, it, it gives you so much depth. It gives it, it gives the character so much depth that we see all her traumas, all all her tragedies. That basically she lost everybody she cares about. Mm-hmm. And this is how I guess it's another way of um, you know uh, analyzing what grief is for somebody who has that much super who has that much power. Right, mm-hmm. like what they would do. So even I, to the point of like bringing back you know Hydra henchmen just to run the machines that show us how her powers got augmented because apparently she had them the whole time mm-hmm. I mean the, I that, how, that dedication okay. to detail it was mm-hmm. it's yep. just wow and everything just ties together by episode 8 you know why it's in this sitcom format because you do see in Wanda's backstory that that's her happy place that's Watching TV with her family was their favorite pastime, their favorite bonding time. This was when she remembers most fondly that they're all together, even if they were struggling in life. Mm-hmm. There's This is their happy place in front of the TV, watching all these funny shows. But you realize that when you 
put it into the context of Wanda creating this world, this is her happy place. This is what she imagines is the ideal world because she has vision there. He's alive. They're married. They have children. Her brother comes back. And then it's just so much sadder that this is not her reality. She, This is just what she wants deep down inside. And it's something she can never really get in reality, but she's compensating for it with her powers. And it's so tragic. And you have to give that okay. up eventually. It's a huge sacrifice. And you really feel her pain and really parting with this ideal world. She has to. And she admits that she's wrong. I, I, I need to ask though, um, which brings us to the, the final act of the episode where they show us what happened immediately before WandaVision. And this is the point where we realize that she tried to claim Vision's body from the government. Um, mm-hmm. to give him a proper burial, but the douchebag who runs Sword, the government agency in charge, was more interested in building more weapons like Vision than giving him any kind of a decent um, um, memorial. Burial. And when Wanda fails to retrieve Vision's body, she goes to New Jersey, which would be bad enough because you have to go to New Jersey. <laughs> but. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, I'm sorry. I could not. Whoa. It's re- she had to go to New Jersey. You know, she was sad already that she went to Jersey. That's not going to make anybody happy. So hey, going to hey, New Jersey no, made no, it no. worse. And she that, ends no. up like… No. In, <laughs> she ends up like in no. this rundown That's little where- suburban town. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. You're, you you're, you're getting to your point. You're going to defend New I mean, Jersey. I no, spoiled. I want to hear it. <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't because I was going to say something, but I realized that you were leading towards that that particular reveal of ah, why, so go on. Why, yeah, that, okay. why Westville was so important. Right. So she goes to New Jersey, which is like, you know, not good for anyone's <laughs> mental health. Wow. And <laughs> Whoa. Well, they lost their they lost their basketball team, you know. <sighs> What? They still have a hockey team though. They still, they still have a hockey team though. <laughs> she ends up in Westview, which is where most of the series takes place. And she drives straight to this empty lot where it turns out and it's revealed that this empty lot was actually purchased by Vision before he died. And this is where their home was going to be. And she just loses it. I, I think that, that was her breaking point. She just loses it. And that is what traumatizes her to the point where she can essentially create this sitcom world around her to try and cope. So now I need to ask the two of you, how much did you two cry? Uh, come on. Is that even a question for me? I obviously I, cried buckets. I, I, shed a sing- I, I shed a single tear. Like, wow. The slow, tear. the slow wow, tear. You're, you're so stoic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was bawling. Oh, but that was, so. that was probably the most emotional moment of the show. That was impressive. Um, mm, if, if Elizabeth you, Olsen, my God. If you need to submit a reel for Elizabeth Olsen to get nominated for next year's award shows, please just give them this episode, honestly. Because mm-hmm. she has to do everything in this one. You see how her yep. love story with Vision starts, which I still have issues with. But <laughs> okay, you know I want to get to that you know what, issue. You know what he's being referred to now as, right? What, what is he being referred to as? He's being referred to as Wanda's favorite vibrator. Oh God! <laughs> oh. Oi, oi, we are not gonna kink shame. If she wants to hang out with a six foot tall sex toy, that's her call. That's, yeah, that's her call. I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you what it it's looked me. consensual. 
Well, I don't know if, how consensual, you know, he's a robot and all. He'll probably say whatever he needs to. He had whatever. a soul. I mean, like the mind. Yeah, he had a soul. soul. So I it was guess. consensual, Misha. Yes, Misha. Mm. It was consensual. <laughs> no, but, but anyway. Okay, look, look, look. Their love story started when, right after Pietro died. So, like, I know you're grieving, but really, what would it take for you to jump the bones of your robot roommate? Housemate. My main... Remember that flashback when they were talking about what humanity is, what emotions were. I think it was that connection, that line that. Um, no, I'm not gonna deny that. That was a great yeah, line. But, that what is grief if not love per- persevering? But and also all the amazing memes that came from it. But <laughs> like, what is? I uh, know what what. But is, at the end of the day, he's a robot. <laughs> no, but it's it's interesting that she found a connection. You know, like just because he's a robot doesn't mean that he doesn't have a soul. Did she find I mean, a connection he, because he was saying because he was you know being genu- genuinely empathetic or because she was just so lonely she'd take the first person that walked through her wall? No, I, I no, genuinely I understand. Was, I, I genuinely feel like they have a connection. Even if his body is a robot, I still like to believe he sort of has a soul and a mind and everything that's would not. You a say physical that if he body. wasn't Paul Bettany. Yes. Oh, okay. Although Paul Bettany is feel, I feel like he's so irreplaceable. Well, irreplaceable. I'm not sure, but at he was point? amazing. Well, yeah, at this point, yes, he, he is he irreplaceable. Was, he's excellent in this yes. series, honestly. He is. You could like even with this whole robot makeup prosthetics, mm-hmm. you can still see the acting underneath, and it's amazing. Yep. No, yep. but I, I like I like also how he was hamming up his sequences in the in the sitcoms in the sitcom <laughs> episodes. Yeah, so the first, he was totally a goofy sitcom yeah. husband. I know. Yep. Especially so the first adorable. two episodes that was so special to watch him doing that. Where he was just was this it. clueless uh, mm-hmm. office worker. <laughs> yep. He was clearly having fun with that role. I yeah. also I also really love how when things were when shit was hitting the fan and Vision was realizing that hold on there's something wrong. The the confusion the 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 alarm in his face and his character like him like wanting to like what the fuck is going on and he's trying to figure it out and the pain you can also feel like when they were arguing when he finally confronted Wanda it's like what what are you doing you're hurting people and when they started arguing you could you could feel his mm-hmm. disappointment his like his i don't know if he essentially maybe loses a little trust at that point you know, you could all you could see it all in his face, and like when he gets like kind of angry or angry, angry, it was like it was chilling because you're so used to Vision being so, you know, relaxed. Yeah, very, really very was. diplomatic, I, I good very calm. Paul, yeah, very logical. Yes, very logical, very but understanding. You, he, honestly. Yeah, you see his range of emotions here, which really tells you that he there is a human there somewhere underneath mm. that robot body because of. All the feelings that you see him go through. He's still a robot. But yeah, okay, fine, fine. He's a nice robot. Not, not, not like Ultron. Nobody would get with Ultron. What is wrong with you? Ew, no. I'm just saying, because you said nice, nice robot, but then Ultron's not a nice <laughs> robot. So I just said, like, unlike Ultron. Fair Hello, enough. Ma. Okay, by the end of our walk down memory lane, Agatha reveals her true colors. She goes full drag queen, brings <laughs> brings Wanda outside. <laughs> Look at her! Come on, her makeup changes. She go, dresses up. Her hair gets bigger. She goes full drag queen. Her eyebrows are amazing. A fabulous drag queen, though. 
No, but <sighs> so she goes full drag queen to reveal that Wanda is not just a regular mutant. She's not just a victim of the Mind Stone. She is, and in actuality, something that she, witches have feared for centuries. She is the Scarlet Witch. Oh wait, you forgot that one line that matters most: that she may, she is more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. That happens in the next episode, but okay. That does happen in the next episode. My bad. <laughs> I am so sorry about that. <laughs> but I also love how she also explained that the Scarlet Witch isn't born; she is created. Yeah. So you kind of understand uh, that like, oh, yes, of course it's Wanda. Have you seen all the shit she's been through? Who would not? <laughs> I, I gotta mm. say though, for me, I love that they tapped into the fact and they try and give, trying to give the Scarlet Witch name a mythology on the MCU. Mm-hmm. Because even that's mm-hmm. something that happened only fairly recently in the comic books. For years and years, she was just the Scarlet Witch because she had hex powers and she dressed in red. So Scarlet Witch, cool, whatever. But on the show, I didn't thing. like that uh, I, how they um, how they basically called it out um, just by having Agatha do a name drop at the very end of the episode because it just didn't feel organic. I mean, I know they were building up to it, but I think it could have been handled a little bit better. Mm. Um, just mm. calling her Scarlet Witch for the sake of calling her Scarlet Witch was felt more like a shout out and fan service than actual storytelling the way they did. Uh, well. well. <laughs> It I clearly was. <laughs> I totally ate it up. Same, so, same here, go, same here. Call me a sucker, but I was like, oh same, yeah. Same, but yeah, that's same. just me. Probably oh, a this, sucker. The day of the episode, we messed me, me, Shadow were messaging about it. I was like, oh my god, they gave her a name. They named her. Oh well. Pat, we're suckers, Angel. <laughs> I don't think you're suckers. It's just, it just, you know, it's like it's always weird when somebody says the name of the movie in the in in dialogue. It'd be like if Mel Gibson ran into combat shouting, Braveheart! It would be weird. You know? Or like Bruce Willis, you gotta save us from Armageddon. You know? It, it oh, sounds I thought, weird. I, 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 I thought you were or saying… Like, I, the thought, Fellowship, you are the, the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it, it's weird. You know, if you don't do it right, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And for me, that, that bit, that one did. Okay. I, I but, think you know, I, I think to to my point, I think it's more of a preference thing at this point. Because uh, uh, clearly to to MJ and I, <laughs> clearly to MJ and I, we were we, like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait it up. But I, I, I don't know. Like it, it felt it felt somehow a little bit organic. But I, I knew what it was. I knew that it was fan service because you know she was never really acknowledged as or called as the Scarlet Witch. She never had a code name. Yeah, or an alias the, the, entire the sword time. guy even made a point of calling out that she didn't have a fancy nickname yep, a couple of episodes go. prior. Oh, so the, the asshole! The asshole! Here. The asshole! Yeah, we'll get to that guy. In fact, you know what? Let's get to that guy because now we're on the finale. Okay, so now we're at the end and this is where everything basically explodes and goes pear-shaped. You know, we know where Wanda's coming from. We know what Agatha wants. Agatha wants the powers of the Scarlet Witch. The sword guy just wants vision to make more visions. He also wants to kill uh, Wanda for getting in his way, for making a fool of him. Darcy. He's too dangerous. No. Oh, wait. We we forget one of the most important reveals in a pro... In, in episode eight, is that we find out that um, 
there was actually a, a white vision. Right, white oh, right. vision. Right, yeah. Because they reveal that vision, that Wanda never stole Vision's body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Vision's body was still with sword and they brought him back online as white vision. And it turns out the vision inside the dome this whole time was just something that Wanda created from nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm. So those mm-hmm. are like, that's a pretty big reveal. Whoa. Dun, 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 dun. And then we go and, on to episode 9. The finale. Okay, let's get back to asshole sword guy. Ching, ching, ching. Sword. Sorry. Yes, Misha, you were… You were you I, were saying about I, asshole I lost sword dude. It. I don't even know anymore. Uh, where did I stop? Oh, you, we, should, we should have went to like white vision later because we were already there. But anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, where everything goes yeah, pear shape. Yeah. And you're like, uh, he uh, he wants to kill Wanda. He for you know. Right. Right. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is where everything goes pear shaped. You know, we find out. Uh, we find out why Wanda created this town. We find out that Agatha. We know that Agatha wants her powers, and douchebag sword guy just wants uh to make more visions, including that white vision that he had back at HQ. That apparently Wanda didn't steal his body. Um, mm-hmm. The Wanda, the, the the vision inside the inside the Pleasantville is essentially, <laughs> <laughs> was essentially born out of Wanda's grief. You know, so this is where everything starts to come together. And Monica Rambo shows off that maybe there's more to her now that her DNA has been scrambled so many times from going in and out of Pleasantville. Uh, oh yeah! What did you guys think of the finale? Because this thing was huge. There was so much happening. It was amazeballs, to say the yeah. least. I don't. Know, is, I, don't I, even I mean, like, know where to start? The, I, I've. I mean, like, I, this is the first one of the few shows where I, my jaw was hanging the whole time I was watching it. I was like, <clears throat> okay. On on one <laughs> hand, we have um, Wanda and Agatha. Beating each other, beating the shit out of each other with energy balls. On the other hand, it's Which Monica Rambeau. <laughs> yep. On the other hand, it's Monica Rambeau teaming up with also the uh, Wanda's imaginary twin boys, fighting uh, sword people and all the other entities that come in their way. There's Monica Rambeau there too. And ooh, can we go? Since we are at the finale, can we go back? Can we go to that trolling Pietro moment? Yes. <laughs> that where you realize, oh, yeah, this is not Pietro yeah. at all. Because by that point, I think it had been a month of everybody just trying to guess. How are the X-Men going to tie into this? Is Professor X going to show up? Is Wolverine going to show up? Is Magneto going to show up? You know what? Nobody showed up. And that's okay. <laughs> It's no, wait, like, wait, wait. We Question. totally got trolled there because at, at at the end of it, there's a reveal. That, okay, evil Pietro under control. Uh, Pietro from Agatha's powers is like, a, you know, um, holding Maria, um, Maria, Monica Rambo hostage. They get into it. Bam, bam, pow, pow. And later on, it's revealed that it's not actually Pietro, but this... Random guy under <laughs> Agatha's control with this magical necklace. He's not the most amazing name. He's not quite Boner. so random. Boner. 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 His name Boner. is well B O H N E R, but Boner nonetheless. <laughs> no, but you know. Okay, fine. You know what? Do you know what? It, what's interesting is that um, the director of the series, uh, Matthew. Hold on. 
uh, pulling up his name. Matthew, Matt Greg Shackman. Googler? Joke lang. No, no, Matt Shackman was actually in one of the sitcoms they were referencing, referencing to. And there's a character in that sitcom named um, Bones. And his nickname was Guess What? Boner. Boner? So it was also a tribute to that character in that sitcom. Mm, I didn't know that. Mm. But yeah, we were totally trolled there. There is no X-Men crossover. No, yeah. there They isn't. just literally cast the right no. person to fuck with us. And yes, Doctor like Strange what, love is nowhere it. to be found. Like, like yep. what Misha said, and that's okay. That's okay. totally fine. I, I love that. I, I love I, that I got here. trolled. I love I, that I got trolled. I, I love the fact that it was essentially Marvel's way of flipping off the toxic fanboys by saying you can take your fan theories, you can take all these whatever you want to happen and shove it up your ass because we're doing it our way. Yeah. Yes. And the thing is, the show didn't owe anybody an amazing cameo. It didn't owe anybody 8 million connections to the future movies. Wow. There are some people who were saying that, oh, because we were trained to look for future connections in Marvel Ugh. stories. No, but you trained yourselves to exactly, do that. Exactly. You know, you can't blame a show for not delivering on something that you set up for yourself in your own head. Exactly. Entitled. <laughs> for, okay, uh, what he said earlier, this show was never going to be the launch of the multiverse, the Marvel multiverse. Yeah. It was always going to be a treatise on grief and how we overcome it. We didn't know that going in. But when we finally saw what it was all about, I think that they they delivered a pretty good finale. Delivering it was. They, they they paid off all their plot threads. They 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 showed us exactly um you know what could plausibly happen if Wanda went, you know, um went all Pleasantville. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cuckoo bananas pleasantville. I, mean, I didn't know if there's a nice way to say it, so I just wanted to press it. <laughs> I mean, setup or not, this show just worked um, as w- what you mentioned earlier as like some sort of a thesis for grief. Um, another thing that it was it was made for, or, or what it could function as, is another like as I mentioned earlier, or repetitively, is like a character study for Wanda Maximoff, right? Um, how somebody with that power level handles um, huge losses or, mm-hmm. or or big traumas in her life. And character development and ultimately how powerful she can be for the future. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And can we get to can we get can we get to her costume? Can we get to her (laughs) Can we get to her transformation? She looks so wait, 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 wait. wait. Before we get to that, before before we get to that, before I get Arribil to that. <laughs> hey, hey, why do you keep doing that? Just say it. That's the interview. Andami lang talagang fan service. Like even when her fight with Agatha, she even pulled that stunt she did with Tony Stark when she first came out in Age of Ultron. Where she sneaks up behind Agatha after uh sneaks up behind Agatha to just fast you forward. You mean walk she her. used the powers that everybody forgot that she had since 2015? Yep, yep, exactly that. And then the fact that she pulled a, to- a Tony Stark, you know, using her opponents moves on her opponent like you know like remember that rune scene where only the witch to set up the runes in a given space can use their powers she did the exact same setup to Agatha Harkness Tony Stark used runes? not runes but you know essentially doing the snap to Thanos like oh you can't denying Thanos the snap because he saw Thanos do that I just Uh liked her tossing a car at Agatha the way she did in Civil War yeah, that was another Easter egg. For the for, uh, Wicked Witch of the West gag. But yeah, yep. it was fun. Can I get back to my excitement on her costume? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Which was interrupted. <laughs> I know. Stop doing that. Do it, do it, do it. I was already up there. Her costume 
her final look as Scarlet Witch is amazing. Uh, beautiful. It it really Beautiful, is. beautiful. It's not cheesy. It's not cliche. It's, it's not, not that cleavage. No, yes. no cleavage. No and cleavage. And I also love how they kind of like pull the gag on like her wearing her and Vision wearing their old school comic style <laughs> costumes yes. in one yeah, of the earlier episodes. Episode. But this final look was just so badass. I love the halter top, her flowing red hair, and the whole headdress thing, and her that eyes. I like, I, I like I like the fact that you know what made this costume reveal more special is that you know Elizabeth Olsen went to came into interviews before saying that she will never wear the costume that Scarlet Witch is wearing in the comic. Or She's like, still she, not. She, I mean, like, she never signed off onto wearing like a comic book because I assume like she was referring to you know not only the the, the bustier but um, the crown because it kind of looked honestly the costume looks tacky in the comic book. And then knowing what how the costume designers at Marvel did it, like it looks really amazing. Even the details. If you look at the crown, it has certain rune symbols on it, and even the mm-hmm. belt somewhere there are certain rule symbols, on, mm-hmm. rune symbols on it. Like there's just so much detail. You mean was, just runes? <laughs> runes. Period. <laughs> So badass, so beautiful. You know, can I can I just say like full full on final form Wanda? Yes. While we're on the the costume thing, while we're on the (laughs) costume thing, I love that she had perhaps the most comfortable superhero outfit for all of her fights in this movie in this in this episode because she was Uh, literally (laughs) she was literally just you know in jogging pants and you know a hoodie and a hoodie. A hoodie so, that looks so familiar to UP students. I think <laughs> this was like the producer's apology for all those years of shitty cleavage outfits. So yeah. yes, you can dress up in sweats and that's how you're going to have your big fight in this episode. Fuck yeah, it's comfortable. <laughs> so and I guess that's yeah. the producer saying mom, sorry. You are? I'm a mom taking care of two, twi- two twin boys. Who may or may I, not be real. Yes, <laughs> but you know, I can wear whatever the Misha. fuck I want. Yeah. I mean, the minute you saw the costume, the instant thought was like, I have to get that action figure for my collection. Damn straight. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said that I said that out loud and my wife was like, oh no, where are you going to put it? <laughs> You'll figure it out. I'm sure you will. Okay. Can we talk about the ending? Can we talk about the ab? Just the ending. <laughs> okay, let's end with the ending. The very painful let's ending. Let's talk about the ending. Because the uh, ending has a lot of people, you know, again, polarized, quote unquote. Uh-huh. But um, I think that for what they were trying to achieve and what the story they were trying to tell, I think that they did it very, very well. And it was mm-hmm. goddamn heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, okay, here's the debate between who's the real... This is where the debate starts. Like, if who the real villain was, was it really Agatha or was it really Wanda? Because Wanda put these, you know, these people in this pretend world of hers and dame pa siya ng iba, you know? Or was it really Agatha who just wanted to siphon Wanda's powers? Parang it, 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 Agatha even brings it up. No, Agatha even brings it up when she starts releasing all these people from Wanda's control, like saying, like, superheroes don't do that. Super people don't take normal people or regular people away from their normal lives and then put them in their pretend world so they can play their bit roles in her perfect little world. And Wanda acknowledges that. She tries to control She tries to control them at some point and then eventually realizes that superheroes do not do that and releases them. And then eventually, as we work our way to the, towards the end, we realize, Wanda decides to make the ultimate sacrifice of just you know accepting that everything that she loves is not real or everything that she loves is in her head. 
essentially, I feel like the goal of this wasn't to paint her as a hero. It was yeah. to, to show that she's human. She has yes, trauma. Green. She has she has yes. pain. She has flaws. She has lapses in judgment. So that really shines through in this entire story with how, yes, it starts out like she just wants something for herself. She wants happiness. She wants her happy ending. But mm. you, she does realize that, oh, yeah, I'm hurting people in between. So that's where the character development steps in and she does eventually release them. She owns up to her mistakes and tries to fix them. So yes. yeah, I would say that Juan does not a hero but she's human and we just all ended up <laughs> understanding her and loving her for it. And I like that because it was episodic in nature, they had more time to play with um, the development so that we really see what's going on in her head. Mm-hmm. We see what she was essentially, what she was giving up by deciding to do the right thing. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it was it, I, it was heartbreaking. Was. I, I saw one of one of those memes because the, the line the line Wanda said after or before she made the ultimate sacrifice, she was, she was saying her last goodbyes was she thanked the kids for choosing her as her mom, <laughs> and then it said that because Tommy could read minds and he smiled, he chose not to react and just smiled back at Wanda, so he knew fully what was going to happen in the next couple of minutes. <laughs> when Wanda said her goodbye, said goodnight. No, I Can you imagine? they all knew when they put them to bed. Because like, okay, look, there is no way on heaven or earth that she could have thought that those boys were real the second that she realized she made this whole town. Or at least there's no way they could have been her kids. Because again, her six foot vibrator was not going <laughs> to impregnate her. Jesus. <laughs> I don't care how empathic he is. He's not going to bear her children. Okay. Okay, go on. So you're getting to something so good. So you had a choice. Okay, she had a choice. It's either I made up these kids or they're somebody else's kids that I just recast. Either way, it was awful. It was heartbreaking. We never actually saw whether or not they actually were somebody else's kids. But the way that they did their final goodbyes was beautiful, honestly. And Bald Bethany as Vision… Bringing his dignity to everything just was the icing on the cake in those final sequences. Especially when he and Wanda have their final goodbye. What was Wanda's line that was so painful? Um, Is that vision is the part of the mind stone that lives inside of her. So she acknowledges that he will live as a memory. I I want to do a dramatic reading. I'm looking up the actual line. (laughs) Let's do it. We got to say the line right. Because it's such a good line. Oh, one thing I really appreciate about this too is the script. Uh, A plus. You've got Mm -hmm. that quotable, what is is grief but love persevering, you know. And we have this final line. Okay, that's really hard to Google. So never mind. So many good lines in this. It's like, you are are my… I just love it how she ended it with, you are my love. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll Google it. Okay. I like that ano, yung sinabi, yung parang the lines that Wanda w- said. The line that Wanda said when she saw Vision's dead body actually called back to Infinity War when you first see them while they're hiding. Na parang she said, she touched Vision's face. Na parang she said, I feel you. And then the line that she said when she was touching Vision's dead body is, I can't feel you anymore. Oh, that was oh. so painful. I'll suck it talaga noon. It's like, oh. So I, I, okay. like, I, I like I like how it ties into everything. Here goes. You, Vision, are the piece of the Mind Stone that lives in me. You are a body of wires and blood and bone that I created. 
You are my sadness and my hope. But mostly, you're my love. Oh! Damn, that's a good line. Jeez. <laughs> oh, the dialogue that's... in this thing was excellent. I, 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 think, <sighs> I think we all need a moment to recuperate from that. Oh, so and, and if you, if you, if you, he, I, I did not do justice to Elizabeth Olsen, but if you hear it from her at the heat of that moment, at the ending, at the goodbye, mm-hmm. oh my God, it's so painful. The delivery and plus the visual of her just staring into his face while saying that. Ah. Ah. Good stuff. So, it really well. That was really good. That was a great ending for that storyline. And that was a great show. I mean, everything, when you look at it as a whole, as a complete work, um, wow. Just wow. I did not expect that. And I truly feel sorry for the fact that Falcon and Winter Soldier has to come after this because I don't know well, how they're going to top it. Big well, shoes to fill. Well, you can blame COVID for that because they were supposed to go first. Yeah, but you know, how are <laughs> Captain America's ex-boyfriends going to top this? <laughs> I, I don't know. No, but you're supposed, you're not supposed to treat it the same way because it's obviously going to be a buddy cop thing compared to this. You know, this this very in-depth character study. Yeah, but it's coming two weeks after this. So it's like, you know, you can't help it. There's, you know… There's Whatever. Just... It's the MCU. I trust the MCU. I trust yeah, Marvel. Yeah, so do I. They, okay. they, they earned that, you know. They earned… Yeah. I mean, like, the I've, only few Marvel movies I can complain about are Iron Man 3. The second Thor movie. Captain Marvel. And I Age like Iron Man 3 over Iron Man 2. Um, I mean, nah, nah, I'm sorry. No. Uh, Man 2 was just <laughs> no. trying to set up the Avengers. It was painful. Well, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so going by Captain Marvel. Something that I appreciate about, um, now that you mentioned all the other uh, MCU movies, that I liked about this, because they've been around for so long, they can do something that comics have been doing for years. They can add yes. little touches and retcons that make the shitty entries bearable. Like how yeah. Endgame, with all their time travel stuff, it redeemed. Thor The Dark World which is really not a great sequel but <laughs> by adding in the bits with Thor's mom they gave that movie emotional resonance that it didn't have mm. when it came out. In the same yes. way this show made Age of Ultron relevant when back in the day you know it was something fun that you just forgot about when you were done. Yeah. yeah it was a rehash true. of the first Avengers movie. Basically. It does actually make me want to go back to Age of Ultron. Right? I yeah. actually watched Age of, Age of Ultron again after watching well, oh, there you after go. After watching WandaVision. It's like, it's because exactly, this one was so good, it justified the existence of what came before, even if it wasn't that good when it came out. I'm, I'm sorry, Endgame did not justify Thor, Thor of the Dark World to me. It was worth <laughs> it because we got to see Thor and his mom. And that was sweet. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I, I like that. That, that was mm-hmm. cute. Ah, All can't right. wait for more Marvel stuff. All yep. right. So I guess that's an episode. Pretty long one, but um, we just loved WandaVision so much and we hope you did too. We hope you loved this episode as well. Let us know what you think. Maybe we missed something or we can still discuss in our Facebook group. Saboteurs, we like movies. Thank you to everybody who's been responding to all the threads there no matter how stupid they may be. Like random questions. Yes. We appreciate it. We love it so much. And um, yeah, we'll probably talk more about other things that we've watched and what you suggest. But so that's it for WandaVision. We loved it. And there. WandaVision. 
But that's a, that's episode two's intro. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Are you gonna do them all? No, because <laughs> that's the only no. one. Is that the oh, only one with the actual lyrics? I'm ending this before Andrew sings all the theme songs. They all have the lyrics. What are you talking about? This has been another episode of Subatours. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I'm MJ. I'm Misha. And I'm Andrew. Right. Wow, first try. Wow, look at us. Well, I'm rewrite. Because it was Agatha all along. Yes. I thought I'd have to use the time stone for that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck in my head now. Mm-hmm.